Welcome to Metaphysical Perspectives, where we explore all aspects of reality, both seen and unseen. Brought to you by MysticalWares.com and produced by CosmicReality.com. Okay, go Hello. ahead. Oh, welcome back, everyone. So we have, or welcome to Metaphysical Perspectives. Uh, I'm Jalissa Helms. We have Derek Condit, Nancy Hopkins, and special guest Mary Beckman. And Mary is a psychic medium, master galactic healer, channel, author, teacher, and host of Metaphysical Meltdown, a podcast from Tacoma, Washington. So welcome, Mary. Thank you so much. Really good to be with you guys today. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you, Mary. And, and as I mentioned on the last podcast, too, Mary's a great friend of mine. She's been in here at Mystical Wear several times as a guest speaker, giving classes. She does do um, what's often referred to as readings. Uh, and then actually, before we get too far into it, Mary, can you share your your website address with everybody um, so they can look you up right now? Yes, it's on my website, marybeckman.com. <laughs> Well, doesn't that make it easy? And it's um, assuming your website's spelled the same way as your name is M A R I B E C K M A N dot com. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, and then, yeah, no, we're thrilled to have you here. And then we've also got, um, I want to mention right off the bat here about your latest book, your newest book, The Art of Your Energy. Um, and again, that's by Mary Beckman, illustrations, which are phenomenal by her, her husband, Tom, great guy. Um, very gifted. So lots of stuff we're going to get into. And this is um, our first time on this podcast with Mary. So I guess as everybody listening knows, we're just real comfortable, casual. It's not a, a real hardcore structured thing, Mary. So we're just going to have fun with it. Um, but yeah, so we do want to get in. I'm actually let, let Jalissa jump in here and ask a couple of questions. Um, you know, maybe did you want to get maybe into the book right away or? Um, well, I'm just fascinated by how well, so you channel, you're able to channel these images, and then your husband helped um, put it out, or he, he created it based on um, how you were able to explain it. So I'm fascinated by that teamwork and the effort in that. Um, can you explain a little bit more about how that information comes into you and how that works? Sure. So this, um, The Art of Your Energy was my fourth book. And I thought I was just writing some sort of a metaphysical book. The guides didn't say. They just kept saying, just keep writing. And they would keep telling me that. Keep writing. Why don't you? <laughs> and then one day I was sitting in a Karuna and Holy Fire class. And I saw what that book was supposed to be about. It was supposed to be a manual to a class. It stands alone as a book, though, because that was everything I knew up to that date pretty much in there. Um is so easy to read and it has beautiful quotes from guidance and uh, really my higher self and guidance just spoke throughout the whole thing. And I just had to trust them that what was supposed to happen would. So eventually I was able to see these codes. I knew I had codes. They were around me. I could see them. I could feel them, but I couldn't, they were kind of indistinct, I guess I would say. Well, then I started seeing them in little groups of four or five and I would draw them, and then I'd hand them off to my husband, who actually is a graphic artist. Isn't that great? I chose him a lot ago, and, and he actually did that. I thought was so happy. 
And so he ha- would have to sit with his guides in mind to figure it out. So my one main guide that I call um, my companion, uh, he and my husband sat together and then uh, Tom drew them. And by the time they got to the book, he had drawn them three times. So they kept changing. And uh, there's actually more codes than even are in the book. They're for the next book uh, coming up. Um, and I have those. I use those now, but I don't give them out because they're not registered. So all my codes are registered because Spirit told me it had to be a class that I would pass them in. I have to have a, a four-hour class to raise a person's energy high enough to be able to accept those codes. And then the second day, you learn how to manipulate them. So they're funny little codes. They, they look like little icons, actually. And uh, they have a lot of power to them. Yeah, there's a lot of power between um, images, of course. I mean, there's even frequency in them. So, oh, yeah, even though we're perceiving what we're talking about as codes right here in, in be it online or an image somebody drew themselves or in Mary's book, um, there are so many levels of reality, not just on the what we'll call the 2D level, of course, where it's the image. Um, but there's you can look at them and I can perceive, you know, I'll just call them multiple levels they actually kind of pop off the uh the page itself um in in this reality too so lots of frequencies so it's like a channel that's can, can i interrupt here for a second yeah. where can we get this book well, well yeah go ahead. <laughs> mystical wares for one um <laughs> in my town of tacoma you can get them at um uh crystal spirit on 38th and then you can get them from my publisher Dosi blant it's d-o-c-e B-L-A-N-T, and Amazon, and doggone it, I think it might be like Walgreens.com, or no, not Walgreens, what's the other one, Walmart, maybe? Uh, They're all over the place, though. And what was the name of the uh, publisher again? Dosey Blant, it's D as in dog, O, C as in cat, E, and then the second word is B as in boy, L-A-N-T, Dosey Blant. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Again, the name of the book is The Art of Your Energy. Um, and then there's, you know, subtitles, Galactic and Celestial Light Codes for Healing and Empowerment. Um, gorgeous, uh, even cover artwork on it as well, Mary. So that's awesome. Very uh, appealing visually, too. And energetically. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Thank you for sharing the information, too. Yeah. Mary's had classes here at Mystical Wares where she's... Um, is a mediumship and psychic night. And then you also did one with uh, Kelly Kelleher with uh, ghost stories. So um, I'm sorry, I missed out on those. You want to fill us in on what happened? Cause I'm curious. Oh my gosh. Those are so fun. They're really, really fun. And we had lots of people too. A lot of people show up. Basically folks just come in and we can, we can tell what's going on with them by looking at their energy field. So we usually just give a little message Kelly did. And then I did or vice versa. And then we would just have people ask questions or we would in the beginning, we just ask people out of the audience, you know, do you mind if we tell you that your grandma is standing behind you or that your energy is not so great? And can we help you? So we actually did energetic clearing and mediumship and anything that came up. But, you know, over the weekend, I was so inspired. I got to go see George Norrie on Saturday in Everett. And he had lots of exciting guests. We, he had the Bigfoot guy and then Ross Allison, the paranormal guy from Tacoma and all kinds of folks. It was really, really fun. And so what I'm missing out of those programs is definitely music. And so next time we do that, we have to have some music for sure. Because that really helped. 
Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, bringing in that that aspect of our reality. Oh, no, that makes total sense. That's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, Mary's a, a regular around here as well, so that's great. That's So for those locals, you know, watch her calendar. She's definitely going to be coming back when we can, you know, convince her to come back up this this far and, and chat with us and hang out. And, and then, again, you know, maybe Mary, hint, hint, we'll even see you in some of these new metaphysical psychic fairs we have coming up. Um, so there's going to be a lot happening. Yes, because I'm going to be staying in your area soon. Um, my, I have to be out of my house for about 21 days. I've got some stuff going on where I'm just going to travel in a big oval. And I'm going to be so close to you guys around that date. I didn't even know that. I didn't even think about it, that it's I'm going to be there close to that date. Maybe I'm. you guys may, might be at the end of my trip. I can't remember. But we're making a big oval. I'm going to all my friends' house and staying. They, they've made a spot for me. <laughs> oh, nice. That's awesome. But yeah, I'll come back for sure. I want to be part of that thing. I don't know when I can this year, unless it's October, but next year for sure I want to be part of it. Oh yeah, we're going to have them year round. So no, it's all good. I'm just kind of messing with you anyway, Joe, suggesting <laughs> get up here and oh, I know you will. Oh yeah. Nah, you're, you got a lot going on and I, I totally understand that. Um, let me see, actually in the last show, so we can kind of make a a hard right turn here. We were actually talking about um, fairies in the Fae a little bit in the, the last podcast we were just on. I don't know. You, you probably don't know, but we have back-to-back podcasts. Um, we just got off the Shungite reality one, Mary. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so we're just kind of talking about a tie-in to what we were chatting there. Um, do you have any um, – and not that this has to be a talk about the fairy of the Fae completely, but do you have any interesting stories or anything that kind of comes to mind on that topic since I'm bringing it up? Well, the coolest thing is I keep seeing maybe other levels of the elemental kingdom that maybe I couldn't see before because our energy is going up so much higher and the, you know, the new reality is really here. So the other day I was sitting in my chair. I wrote about this on social media because I was so gobsmacked by it. I was sitting in my chair the other night and I kept wanting to look to my right. Pretty soon I looked to my right and there was this giant being and it was down on all fours and it had a body of like a tiger or a lion, you know, smooth fur like that, but a very human-like face and definitely telepathic because the first thing I said was, you got past all of my Harry Potterisms here. How are you in my house? And the first thing the being said was, I'm leaving. <laughs> and he said, you are love and I am love. Uh, come outside. He said some other stuff I can't remember, though. But he said, come outside. So I grabbed my phone. I went outside after him. Instantly, he was up on my garage there. He just boop, boop, out, up. And he pointed up towards the moon. And I said, well, you know what? I don't really want to take a picture of the moon. I try not to do that much, except for the other night I did. Uh, and he said, no, just look. And so I was looking, and as I was looking, the clouds parted, and a huge, giant face looked down at me. (laughs) So then I took a picture after that, and I got, I think it might have been a dragon that I got. So, and then I've been seeing these unusual looking, well, they're not unusual, they're just unusual to me, because I've not seen this, these folks before. But really big sea creatures and, and huge, huge elementals that can make a big difference in a person that I'm working on. So I guess that's my my face story. <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting because yeah, you were. Um, it, 
And I determine, uh, so sometimes people say, it's, you know, the, the reality is changing. I'd suggest that your reality, you're expanding into additional yeah. channels. Yeah. And you get it, of course. It's just a yeah. point of words. Yeah. And that's, that's funny because as you mentioned that entity, you were just talking, and I just got interrupted as my ear starts ringing. So I almost can't even hear myself speaking. Um, he popped in here just now when you were chit chatting about that. So I was actually behind the scenes here with Jalissa. Uh, my hands sitting here heating up and, all of a sudden, I started perceiving that entity, and he started chit-chatting while you were, um, you know, giving us your explanation there. So that's and yes, um, from even from my perspective as well, because everything's perspective, of course. Um, yeah, right on the money hole. How do you term this one? So it'd be the um, uh, not metaphysical. What would you call it? It's the the nature realm, of course. There's another term that I'm just kind of you know blanking out on right now. Um, but the the nature entities that have, um, hmm, wow. Elemental, I, I elementals. Yeah, but there's other limits. So let's say I turn on the nature frequency and I start perceiving that in here because I can do it. I just never have to explain it. Um, so I'll get the, the animal realms, the critters that we know here in 3D. There is still yet another channel to where you get the ones that start chatting with you or we'll have the human heads like Mary was talking about. Um, and we'll start, psychically chit-chatting with you more so than what we term telepathy down here with animals and each other. So that's the the frequency or expanded perspective Mary's getting into and expanding into. Um, and I, I know that because, again, that entity just popped here in the room with me. So I was chit-chatting with him. I was a little startled because I wasn't expecting. I'm just listening to Mary talk. And boom, all of a sudden that creature turns around and just starts smiling at me. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. So yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting, and that's that whole ties into the the fairies, all those other entities. Do you have any? Uh, Jessica, I want to know: Did Jessica feel it or see it? <laughs> um. Oh, oh Jalissa. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah, something popped in, and actually, even before, I was like, I had um, that or no, who or what? It was when you were talking about your book and all the energies and. Um, uh, that yeah that we can get from that there was a male i didn't ex- i didn't say it, that either yeah. so because i'm a, a seer they call us in some societies i don't get stuck on the terms but what uh so i'll just chat with Jalissa here what what you were picking up on it was actually a uh one of mary and i don't know how much how many of them you're aware oh, of mary okay. one of yeah. mary's guides actually was really similar to, and i know nobody knows what i'm talking about but tom so it looks real similar to uh tom so her husband as well, but that's one of her guides. It's like a, a Merlin version of Tom is what it was. It's oh. pop in here. Yeah. And I usually, you know, I can acknowledge everything that pops in here because it's a whole lot. But. Oh yeah. And it's, we're always feeling stuff and it's so hard. I'm so sorry, you guys. To, uh, it's hard and difficult to explain um, what it is that we feel and perceive. So it's just trying to find, uh, create a new language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're going to hear us all stumbling and we're talking with the audience, of course, right now. So, I mean, Mary and Nancy get it, that we're all, it's, it's tough to talk about these because there's not those uh, specific terms, especially in English that we can even, you know, refer to these other than the words like etheric or invisible, but oh yeah, no, lots going on, especially chatting with somebody like Mary. I mean, come on, lots of frequencies. She's a big radio, pulls a lot of channels. So a lot of stuff will pop in around her. Um, and then depending on your level of perception, you're going to pick up on it. And even those listening or in the chat room, by the way, if you're just listening to us talking and Mary's describing this, that, and the other, or Jalissa, whomever, um, pay attention to your imagination. Because by the way, way your imagination is real. So, you know, 
at, have it as one of your levels of perception. We all experience our reality from our senses, sight, taste, touch, smell, all that stuff. Well, expand into your chakras or higher perception levels and you'll start picking up on some of the stuff. Yeah, that guide that must have come in. That was a strong, strong presence. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, yeah. There's, yeah. I don't want to. It was I'm, right at mm-hmm. my back, my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like, so just, yeah. I didn't know, Mary, and I don't want to say, I don't want to, you know, dime Tom out too much on here, but I don't know how much, you know, everybody's aware of that, but he's, he's a, yeah, it's a team effort on that side, let's just say. So he's a big player more so than maybe gets acknowledged here in the 3D because um, Mary's a big deal herself. Um, so, yeah, it's anyway, yeah, it's it always takes a team, a group, a community, a family, call it what you want, but there are no mistakes. So you guys are an awesome team, Mary. I feel the same way. I feel like he 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 doesn't recognize everything quite yet, but I know he will. And he's opening up just it's so beautiful to see understanding that that's happening. And uh, he used to tease me about going into my office to talk to my imaginary friends he doesn't do that so much anymore. You know, he knows it's true. And when we first got back together, you know, because we knew each other a long, 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 long time ago, uh, he would say, how do you know that? And then he'd say, oh, oh, oh I remember now. <laughs> but he, he does. He has a lot of oomph to him. And I just appreciate him because I couldn't do anything like any social media stuff, any of this type of stuff, any of the drawings. I couldn't have done any of that without him. So I feel like it's very 50-50. And I'm just so lucky when that guy came back to my life, I, that was my luckiest moment, certainly. So yeah, he's helping you expand. That's what we're all here for. Help each other. No, oh, absolutely. <clears throat> I do want to ask you one thing back to your book though, the art of, of your energy. Um, well, I'm going to actually kind of flop it back around to you. Was, was there anything you wanted to mention or draw some attention to, or was there a favorite chapter or something like that? And I've got the book here in front of me. I'm looking through it myself as well. Cause there's everything from, you know, uh, channeling the healing and regenerative codes to, um, you know, expanding into who you really are, your gifts, um, awakening, lots of stuff. So was, was there any, uh, again, key point you want to maybe mention? I will try to find you my, my most favorite is quote from my guides. But the thing that's just making me so excited today, I guess, are my, are my, definitely my students. Because since we started this a few months ago, it's only been out, you know, what, since May or no. It's out in June, I think, something like that, June or July. Um, I've been having classes to teach people how to do the coding. And it's been going better than I ever thought because this whole thing was such a trust walk for me because I had to trust that the information will be there when I needed it because all I knew was, okay, here's the start of the book. And then I saw, okay, here's the codes, but I didn't really know what to do with them. So once I had them, I had to learn how to play with them. I had to learn how to make them go. And so luckily, our group called Hands of Light uh, were very open. So we would uh, play around in the group with people with all different sorts of issues. They were so kind to do that. And I had a lot of groups going to make sure that I could prove to myself that these codes worked. Well, then I had to be able to pass them, and I had no idea how to do that. Well, when it was time to write about that, and, and that was my last thing, I wrote about how do you pass them, and then I had to give it to my publisher, you know. So on that day that I learned to pass it, it was right there. My guy walked in, showed me how to do it, showed me how the codes came into me. Um, Evidently, these codes were secreted in my body in times of Lemuria, which was surprising to me. So there they were, and they sort of hung out, I guess. And uh, I had them somehow. And uh, I was 
to know how to not only write about them and heal and help people, you know, whatever healing is exactly, but help people with these codes that are living. They're actually living energy uh, that I was supposed to teach people how to do it, which made me really happy because I think why have a reading if you can't assist somebody to do something for themselves? It doesn't make any sense, especially in 2021, where it's all about what what can we do for our, ourselves? We have to, right? And so um, I had no idea how it was all going to turn out, but it turned out beautiful. Well, now I have uh, this this week will be about 40 students. So this this week, Saturday and Sunday, I'll have my 10 but it makes about 40 people that have gone through the course after this weekend and they are playing with these codes and making them their own. And, and it's just beautiful to see. So I'm really excited about what people have said about the codes because it's, it's everything I hoped for. And it actually did come true. Wow. That's interesting. And when you talked about, you know, uh, maybe bringing them forth from a, another lifetime in Lemuria and this, that, and the other, yeah, you can think of it as your, etheric dna because you know we've mentioned many times you're not your body that's a vehicle so you can again we'll just go with the term etheric dna the energies that you've integrated you take them from life to life so you're actually integrating additional codes now mary that in your next lifetime you'll mention you'll talk about similar to what you're saying about lemurian codes that you had then so the understandings you're helping people step into now are your upgrades that you'll be expanding and sharing in your next life as well. Um, they all come with us, of course. So, um, well, yeah. that, well, that's kind of a bummer because I keep telling them I don't want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to come back like this. You're going to come back and expanded, Mary, with less yeah. limitations, a wider perspective. <laughs> so you're not going to be back just like this. So that's the good news, though. That is the good news. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now you're a race car driver. You're gonna you're gonna pick a different vehicle, like many of us are, and you know jump back in and and perceive it again. So right. I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. How are you guys? <laughs> Why are you guys coming back? <laughs> There's lots of places to go. So. Lots wrong with Earth. So no. <laughs> yeah, it's a classroom, and yeah, you have some bumps and bruises in a class like this, but only bumps and bruises physically. They're, they're not they're not bruising your aura, which is what no. we really are. So. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is, right. and I do know there's more because I can feel it. Um, the next book I'm working on has nothing to do with code, so I have to get that one written, and then the next code book is coming. So I keep having codes for Tom to draw all the time. So someday there's going to be the book number two code, and probably beyond that, I guess. But um, the next one I'm pretty excited about has nothing to do with this. So a little variety. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on when you get that one out, and we'll chit-chat about it, too, and and expand into that understanding. No, that's awesome. Nancy, don't be shy. You know, you're not known for being shy anyway, just like right. me. Well, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I want to delve into the book a little more. So you got these images that you say, because we can't see them. I don't have any way of showing pictures. Um, so you've got these images, these logo type of things you said. And these codes seem to carry with them a healing potentiality for very specific problems. Yes. And so when I got them in fours and fives, uh, it turned out that the little groups meant something, too. So you can send them one at a time. You can send the whole stream. They want to call them if I send the whole 33. It's a stream, which I do often, like to the group every day I send between two and four in the afternoon. 
Um, but you can do it one at a time or little groups. So the first group is called the prepare group. But okay, now by send you mean you you image them and you think of it that thought form energy leaving your 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 consciousness or going through your consciousness to theirs. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, there's a very specific setup that you do to make it go, and this is all from spirit. And so I work with my companion guide. And the other day I was sick for a couple of weeks and he has me send to him and he sends them out. When I'm feeling okay, I just send them to all the people in Hands of Light, which is about 1,100 now, I think. And so after doing this for however many months it's been, it was prior to June when I first started this. It was like maybe, maybe like January of last year, I think is when I started. Um, I would just... I'd send them to each person on the list and that took forever because there was hundred, you know, like hundreds at that point. And my guide finally said, you know, you really don't have to do that. They totally know what to do. <laughs> so I just send them in a group. So I figure it's, it's 1100 people that are on that page that are my, you know, the members of the page. And then we have everybody that they put up. So you can say something like, you know, uh, my husband is having a, a pain in his left foot. And so as long as it's not about, you know, politics or fear or anything like that, people can add anybody at any time as long as the people say it's okay. So then we pray and send healing for those people all day. And so those are the people I'm sending to. And so there's a little setup to be done. And, of course, my guide is right there. He tells me what to do, and away we go. May I make a suggestion that, you know, clear it with your guides and everything, but as you were speaking, it... it it occurred to me you you every day you're you're being required to replay the the scenario of getting it out to the people. Have you considered using one of the organ devices that Derek sells? It's a little tiny organ device, but the the reason I'm saying this is that they don't need to sleep, they don't forget. You can just program in there 24/7 will replay the same programming. And you can check that out. I mean, of course you can. Um, but it's just a thought I had. Yes, and I could actually probably even say every day at 2 o'clock I intend on my own to just send that out, but there's something about that service that I love. I feel Uh, like I love each one of those people in that group, and they know I'm thinking about them between 12 and 4. They totally know I'm there, and I love each one of them. It's It's kind of like a gift of love, and I get so much back from that group. It's like more of them to me ever than what I do. Totally so, understand. But yeah, yep. On the days I'm not feeling 100%, yeah, I can do that too. So that's a great idea. So Mary, I know that you have, uh, you or must have a collection of tools that you use. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have a favorite tool or a new tool that you can share with us and how you use it during a session? Heck yeah, I am all over that crystal that Derek just gave me. (laughs) So Derek gave me this flat amethyst wand. And ever since I met it in my hand on that day, it came to me, I have used nothing but that. So that is the thing I clear people with if I need a removal tool. And there's a funny little thing I do. And and, uh, yeah, so I use that. It's got a ton of power. And it just must have been mine because all of a sudden he said, well, I'm buying that for Mary. And I about fell over. <laughs> it was so great. It was off Mo and Aaron's site. And uh, they just got back from Denver and they have a, um, 
an amazing haul to to do. So yeah, so thank you so much, Derek. That's my number one tool these days. Oh no, no, don't thank me. Thank yourself and your guides. I was just the fool in 3D that got that was lucky enough to be part of that exchange of energy. So that tool ended up in your hands. So no, thank you for letting me even play a small part in that. Well, that is that is beautiful, and you are such a a giving guy. Because the thing is, is is these tools. I think they do come to us, and luckily, I was able to dig up my um my one that kind of got a blast of negative energy, and it's now back. But I haven't been using it since. I've just been using this beautiful amethyst. So, uh, yeah, I've I've got a lot of crystals. Let's just say. <laughs> And I've heard some of your lives that you've done on uh, Facebook. So you use a violet flame. So uh, that amethyst, I'm sure, has a connection with that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, the violet flame, St. Germain or Archangel Zadkael, which there's other beings that love the violet flame. But um, I really fell in love with the violet flame in, in Shasta a few years back. And then I could really see it there just with the naked eye, could see it. And then I started working with it um, when I learned how to do Karuna and Holy Fire Reiki. Uh, and that's all about the violet flame. The, the um, Holy Fire is all about the violet flame. And so I just find that that's a beautiful clearing tool. There's so much more that you can do, but that's, that's like a real basic uh, thing to do is the violet flame. It just does everything you need it to do, really. And then, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and then ever since last year, it's been all about the gold for me. So the all the codes have gold background because they came through from the Arcturians, from um, Ascended Master Kutumi, the Seraphim, and I think I'm forgetting somebody else, but the Holy Ones asked me to create a ring of gold it's a column of light that we come into and so that began my journey through the sun so everything for such a long time now has been all about the sun and it's a it's a beautiful uh color for pretty much anything it's the perfect clearing healing type thing to use so if you ever see my codes you can see it all has the golden sun behind it yeah, I like how you get the the visual. So you just here in 3D when you're talking codes, you know, you have the visualization, the images, the drawings, and then the, the colorations in it and all of that. And, of course, that's all frequency. And that's why you and Tom are led to, you know, make these manifest in a certain way visually because um, it all ties in together. Um, no, that's – that's and then um, – so they're kind of like ingredients from my perspective. So people can get creative. So it's kind of like a, a energy – cookbook you can say you can take the different codes um that mary's providing here in the book and use them different ways and invent your own as well and make your own recipes and then just really have fun in the energy universe that you find yourself in um, so these things are yeah they're they're a good workbook for all of us to to pay attention to well i found the i found my favorite quote can i read this oh please so this this one um is I call him the master acupuncturist. That's really not his name. He uh, he was my friend's guide, and then he kept showing up, and he gave me this beautiful quote. And what he said was, the purpose of the healer is to show up and light up the possibilities in a person who is ill or struggling. Our purpose as a healer is to challenge the client and always to love. Love is the greatest healer any of us have ever known. So be sure every time with every case and each individual – 
whether human or animal, we honor and love them. Then only then have you done your job. And to me, that's huge. That that really got me when he gave me that quote because that's really it. We have to love. We have to love them, and maybe then they'll know that that's all they are too. Their love. Yeah, you remind them that that's what they are, and yeah, you know, you can actually hear it and feel it with you right now, just talking. That's what's that's what makes you such a big energy player as well. Oh, well, no, that's it's awesome. me. <laughs> yeah, well, as we should. There's a lot going on there, and it's not just in the the you know the English words you're using, the thoughts, the feelings, your imagination behind it. The other ninety percent, as we mentioned it, that's not lost on you either. So it comes across. I know that's yeah. awesome. It's it was one of the best. My mom had a beautiful, beautiful quote from heaven, and uh, I wish I could say who everybody actually is in there, but I don't want to get sued, so I keep the name of my companion guide silent um, because I, you know, I just feel like that's the best. But as we know, we have different guides all the time, and uh, you gave me the trick to understanding when somebody's speaking to me, and it's not really who they say they are, and I use that even as a couple days ago somebody said oh all kinds of good stuff and i recognized after a few moments nope that's not you (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah there's yeah sometimes sometimes stuff or info or conversations can or frequencies cross over into um you know the human aspect so yeah Uh, that's why it's always best to you know work on your perception levels and by the way if something a good example yep nancy back to food here um, just because something, you know, maybe looks like a certain type of food doesn't necessarily mean it is. So, um, okay. you know, yeah, just open up to it, perceive it. And if it's not good for you, spit it out. Get away from it. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've just been so hungry lately. I don't know. It's, new, you know, this <laughs> frequency, I think, you know. I've been eating all kinds of things I probably shouldn't. I mean, I don't want to judge myself, but I know... I know the reckoning day is coming. <laughs> oh, it's the season. Get ready to hibernate. I know. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> um, so how is it that you can um, filter those out? I guess that's a question for both Mary and Derek. Yeah, you can go ahead, Mary. Explain uh, how, how you do it. Actually, you told me to look at their heart field. So that's number one. And make sure, and they know what color heart field it ought to be. <laughs> and they have to do that. They know I'm going to hit them with uh, universal law, you know, so they, they got to show me their heart field. And then if I think their message is hinky, I just, you know, send them out, you know, the way they came in. I got really uh, surprised uh, in the summertime where a being came in who was absolutely not who he was. And he brought in other people who were not, who you know, there was like a whole group of people standing in my living room trying to convince me. I was convinced for maybe 12 hours. And then I kept thinking, you know what? No, that is not who that is. And those people are tricking me too. So these days, of course, with the, with, you know, my frequencies higher, I just listen to the tone of the message and it's always going to, it's going to be pointed. Oh my goodness. They'll be pointed with you for sure. But it's always in love. And it's always a high quality message, always. And uh, I found that as my frequency goes up, that those I used to speak to, I don't speak to anymore. Especially not when I became a higher self channel. I don't speak to a lot of people I used to. No, that that makes sense. Yeah, you can because you're just you know you can call it direct connection, 
Um, and that's inside yourself, of course, because everything's inside of us. And when she's talking about perceiving their heart energies, you know, of course, we term it down here in the 3D realm, chakras sometimes, um, or energy center. Um, but oh, yeah, no, when you perceive it with love, it's it's clearer. So, no, that's that's a great suggestion. I like how you're doing that. And <clears throat> yeah, we all, and we, on these different, as we sometimes call them, recipes or ways of perceiving, um, we also don't want to limit anybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, meaning, do it however you feel it's right. And you don't have to use exact visualization. Maybe Mary or I or Jalissa or Nancy have talked about. You can do your own. It's the understanding behind it that really matters. So, um, yeah. So, just, again, make your own recipes, modify, and you can you can veer off of the terms if need be. Um, but, you know, you can still accomplish the same overall recipe or understanding or expansion from something like that. Did you have any other questions? You had? Nancy, did you have questions for uh, Mary that you had that you wanted to ask? Because I keep bogarting the conversation. You know. No, no, no. I mean, it's a <laughs> stick, a sticky button thing. Um, no, I, I, can I ask you? I always like to know a little bit more about the. Uh, I, we're learning how you think, but I want to know who you are. When you were, and some people are uncomfortable <laughs> explaining who they are, but it, did you start out as a kid having all this, let's say, extra capabilities, or did your family, uh, you know, have it? Were you accepted as a child as having these gifts, or did you go through like so many people do? Of, stop, stop, don't talk, don't, you know, that type of thing. Um, I don't know that anybody ever said not to talk about that. I was. Um... I was de I definitely stuck out like a sore thumb. I was a little weirdo. I remember being in I think maybe elementary school, and the teacher was teaching about uh, people need the basics: food, water, and shelter. And I piped up and said, "And love." So we talked about that a lot in class. <laughs> I was just such a little weirdo, you know. And I did have experiences. I grew up in a very silent house. There was a lot of um, depression, um, silence, and anxiety, and so I wanted to talk. I really did. I wanted to talk a lot, and I didn't really come up out of myself till I began to do this job um, about 20 years ago, maybe. So I was always a florist, and uh, I would I could see souls, of course. You know, the deceased people would come to get a casket piece or a tribute of some nature. I could see the soul. And I just knew that I needed to do something else. And so Lori Aletha, somebody in our area, gave me a chance. And uh, I started out being a psychic medium. Well, you know, you have to teach yourself how to be a medium. Basically, I, I, don't, I can't even really tell you how it all started out other than I took a Reiki class. That was probably the beginning. And then went from there. It was, you know, Yusui Reiki. It was what I had back then. I, I took another couple of classes but mainly my guide Mary uh, Holy Mother Mary told me just stay within within her energy she was going to teach me and then my early guide was Clara Barton from the Red Cross and then all of a sudden I began to have truckloads of guides like truckloads of them until I realized that that was too heavy on me because in my humble opinion I believe they come with their own agendas and uh, many used to be human <laughs> you know and so I felt like I didn't need any more weight on me than I had of my own, of my own stuff to work through this lifetime. And so I said, everybody, 
I love you, but I'm going to let everybody go right now and just go through higher self. And that took about a month of figuring all that out. And uh, my my companion came back to me and uh, he and I were married in a in a past life, not when he was extremely famous, but a different time. We had kids together. And I said, did you do what you were supposed to do? Because I let you go to do what you're supposed to do. It's like a total wife conversation. It was very odd. And he said, yes, I did. And I'm back because we're going to work together. And son of a gun, the codes came in after that. So um, so basically, I've always been a little weirdo and new stuff. Um, I think my mom and dad kind of, I mean, everybody kind of has an intuition for absolute sure. Um, but nobody, nobody really told me um, that that was the weirdest part of me. I had so many other weird things. I don't think they could quit ticking them off. You know what I mean? So um, now that I don't have family at all, I have some beautiful cousins, but that's it. Um, I'm able to just be myself. I made decisions and uh, I'm now just myself. And uh, my husband might wonder what the heck I'm talking about, but he's very, very supportive as are all my friends. So this is the best time. So these last few years have been the best years of my life, even though they've been the hardest years on earth. They've also been the best years because I have my soul family now. Is that That's a question? Thank you. No, thank you for sharing that. It makes me uh, have to tell you, though, that I grew up in Oxford, Massachusetts, the hometown of Clara Barton. Oh, did you? Yes, oh I've, a- I've actually been to her little home, very tiny cottage type of thing. Isn't that something? And, you know, I didn't know that was her until people started telling me. And then it made a lot of sense because I began to know things I probably shouldn't, you know. Um, and uh, I just I just love all of my guides now. The ones that do come through, there's fewer, um, but they're beautiful. And I, I love that. So I really appreciate life these days, even though it's been hard on Earth for us Earthlings. Yeah, she has a school named after her. Clara uh, High School. Oh my gosh! Okay. You know they still keep up the the little house, and so that's just kind of funny. <laughs> Who would know? Who would yeah. know that I would meet somebody that knew Clara Barton as a spirit? That's awesome. <laughs> More after, uh, about the event she went to in Everett. Oh. Come on, I thought it was. Are you guys? What, what are you two do? You're talking to one another, and you got the mic open somehow. Well, yeah, we were just actually, we were trying to get the mic quick enough. We're saying, okay, well, let's ask Mary about this. So I'm going to let Jalissa do that. Well, uh, you had said that you went to an event in Everett. Yes. Uh, I'm wondering, was it, there any difficulty getting in or how open is Everett? Um, if you're comfortable talking about that. Um, we've been waiting for George Norrie now for a long time because my <laughs> my friend Deb and I went to see him a few years back. And he is just a beautiful spirit. And he had all kinds of interesting guests. And if you guys ever listen to him on Coast to Coast AM, he's a fun interviewer. He's He's got a big heart. And so I wanted to see him. And the people that came with him were just as interesting back in that time. So he wasn't able to come last year, but doggone it, here he was. And we were able to all get in there. And it was packed. Oh, my goodness. It was packed. You had to wear a mask in there. Um, but it was packed in and lots of people showed up, which was great. I was really happy that they were there. Um, they gave away radios. George Nori actually sings. I don't know if you know that, <laughs> but he has a, had a four piece band and he sang Elvis songs and there were dancing girls giving away candy and, and, uh, 
plastic beach balls and koosh balls to throw at people. And there was a guy wearing a tinfoil hat, which made me wish I would have worn my tinfoil hat. Completely <laughs> forgot. But he did. And uh, it was just really fun. I have to tell you, though, that Bigfoot guy just blew me away because he's been studying Bigfoot since the 70s. Ron Morehouse, Ron Morehead, I can't remember now. Uh, he's a new person to me, but oh my goodness, is he, uh, I didn't know how well known he was. He's written some books and he's traveled all over looking for Yeti and all over the world. And he's under, he understands now by bringing in uh, linguists that the Bigfoot has a, um, a language and they will work with you. Basically, they'll come and chat and give you things. And if you give them things, they'll might give you things back and they really mess with you, he says. And uh, it's definitely not a, a, you know, you wouldn't want to go in there to mess with them. He's saying they're very fast. He doesn't think anybody's ever going to catch one. And you can tell that he loves them. And he says they're 99% human. So the thing about the language really blew me out of the water. And then we saw Ross Allison, who's really great. Um, He's a paranormal investigator of many, many, many years. He's a young guy. And uh, very well known, written a whole bunch of books. And so he talked about his most interesting cases. Uh, And he's been on that show a lot. He's been on TV. He's been all over the place. So he's fun to listen to. And then the Nostradamus guy, uh, John Haig, he was there. And then um, a guy named, uh, oh, what is his name? No, I can't remember. Another guy talking about paranormal also. I can't think of his name. I'll think on it. Uh, Warren is his last name. Jason or Justin Warren. I don't remember what his name was, but uh, it was really fun. And uh, it, it was it was cool. You know, we were all there for a reason. It was a whole entire place of people that were all interested in odd things. So it was a beautiful evening. Sounds fun. So <laughs> I, go ahead. Can I change, no, you, can I change the question? Can I change the subject a second back to where you were? Dolly in chat was wondering when you went to the funerals and you saw the soul there, did you ever say anything to the families about it? Oh, I didn't go to any funerals. Those were my customers. Oh, those <laughs> are your. Be, yeah, they'd be coming in to say, you know, oh my gosh, my wife has passed away. I want to get her funeral flowers. And they would be so full of grief and sadness. And because my friend owned that place, I felt as though I could say, sir, I can see her. She loves you so much. She wants you to know this, 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 and this. And they would be so touched and thankful. And I never got fired. (laughs) So I just knew that if I was giving that type of message at my muggle job, that it was definitely time not to have a muggle job anymore, that I needed to give that message to hurting people. Because some folks don't know life goes on. And we all know life goes on. And uh, that's the... I remember one of the times that my husband in our, you know, right in the beginning of our relationship, he went with me to, and he listened. He sat all day listening to me and other people around me. And there's Tevin right there calling. Yeah, right. <laughs> Excuse me. That's okay. Um, and he said, mediums really give a lot of peace to people. He was just really surprised. So, and that's true because when people don't know that there are other person still sees them and is still there and walks with them it's it's very touching to understand that there's no end yeah and there isn't there's just more no that i have a a comment because you you'd made a comment a couple minutes back about i think you termed it 
Sasquatch are 90% human. And that's, I, I agree, but you know, I kind of, so you get a different perspective. Think we're 90% Sasquatch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. Oh, <laughs> Elder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elder yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gives you a little different, different visual or perspective of it. Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. But, oh yeah. And on that too, and the whole gifting part, I, I won't get into it all, but lots of stories where I've gone out there and gifted everything from apples to Shanghai to whatnot over many years. Even with my um, beautiful daughter Olivia going out with me, oh yeah, we'll we'll get the the gift giving back. You know, depending often uh, little twigs and whatnot folded such to make certain shapes or symbols, mm-hmm. things like that. Oh yeah, so and that's on 3D, but of course, etherically they'll come in all the time. Yeah, they're big time healers, so. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, you know, uh, a friend, a mutual friend between you and I, Derek, uh, sent their guides two sasquatches to me the other day when i wasn't well and the big one picked me up and aligned his heart to mine and i could feel his heart beating and adjusting me and to me that was beautiful and the guy on stage he didn't talk about that he he talked about we were trying to communicate with them but he didn't say we were trying to communicate through the mind and of course that's how i've met them i've not been lucky enough to see one i've only chatted with them you know through my mind and, uh, yeah, I, I was wondering if he does that. You would think he probably does because he's been around them for so many years. You'd think he figured it out, but he didn't mention it. So I bet he does. Yeah, that's like us thinking that we're our bodies sort of thing, and clearly we're not. So you're limiting your, your perception levels by just going through the guttural sounds, this, that, and the other. You know, open your imagination and feelings, and they're going to really communicate. In fact, I don't know, I'd say at least once a week in here in my office when I'm doing – Helping people heal themselves, um, which is a better way of explaining it. The Sasquatch people come in and they'll just straight up pop in the room and kind of do the energy like you had mentioned, picking you up and aligning the heart chakras to. And he wasn't. And of course, you know, this. he wasn't giving you anything. He was realigning you. So it's kind of like, you know, jumper cables on your battery of a car to a car. You're not, you know, giving them the battery. No, you're kind of giving them a, a burst of juice or energy. Um, reminding them is more of a, a better way of putting it, I would think. Yes. Yeah, Sasquatch people are big time physical healers and etheric healers because, you know, we all have energy that that needs maybe to be restructured etherically as well, rather than using the word healing, just realigned or remembered, and then you can expand um, and become more. So, oh yeah, they're gifted entities. They they really are, and that's a way better way to describe healing these days because... Um, I always just say I'm a flashlight. I just see some things and between us, the energy makes it happen and the people can go on and do that because I think it's, it's long past when we are doing something for somebody else without them in their own power. That's long past in my humble opinion. So you uh, talked a little bit about one of the guests at that show did paranormal investigations have you done that? I have. Yeah, I've done a little bit of everything. Um, and I like doing that a lot. I love to be uh, able to go in and read energy. It's just like, you know, just like doing psychometry, but the building, <laughs> it's a big thing. You're not holding a watch. You're holding a building, basically. Um, I did one recently, uh, and I can't say the name of it because it's an active um, subject of a book. So I said I wouldn't say much about it but um my husband and i went maybe a couple months ago and went in through this building 
and gave our, um, you know, just noted what we could see and feel and perceive. He can, he can definitely perceive the dead. Absolutely. And, uh, I, in the summer I went to, uh, the hotel down by ocean shores. What is that called? Um, uh, just went right out of my Tokeland. The Tokeland hotel is very haunted. And, uh, my publisher, uh, said that I could I could do a, a gig and it was open where we would collect money and give it to the hotel. It was really cool. So we had some people in the group and they all walked through the hotel and on the grounds with me and talked to many Native American guides and people inside the building. And that's one of the oldest structures in that area. And so they took me up above it and showed me it was just that building and nothing around. So I didn't even know about the hotel. I'd never been to Tokeland. I didn't know anything. And I went in just like that because I don't like to front load myself. I don't want to know anything about the lore or the info or who owned it or anything. I didn't want to know any of that. And so I went in there completely blind. And thank God my, my one guy, the chief, showed up and he ran the show. You know, he just took us where we needed to be and, you know, introduced us to people that were dis- that either would like to talk or would very much not like to talk. <laughs> so, yeah, it was great. If you guys have never been to the Tokeland Hotel, oh, it's the coolest thing. And boy, did they have beautiful food. I mean, we didn't eat, but I walked through the dining room a bunch looking at people's plates. It was awesome. <laughs> That's funny. Nancy, the area she's talking about is that where we talked a couple shows ago on that little, uh, what was it, that widget that was found out on the beach. So she'd mentioned Ocean Shores, which is... Uh, you know, it's called a Puget Sound up here where we live. So it's kind of, you know, don't think we've got California beach, so much colder. But Ocean Shores is where that, um, if you remember that, um, oh, I don't remember. We'll call it an artifact because we just had that event down in Ocean Shores. And I'm so lost on time. Um, body and soul. Oh, the body Ocean and, Shores body and soul. Yeah. Where that person came and dug that item up from the beach. So she's talking about the same area. And I know, Mary, I was not aware of that hotel. Um, and not that I had time anyway in this last event we were there um to check it out but that's definitely going to go on my docket to check out when i get through there again oh my gosh it's so beautiful and just going along the coast right there it's actually prettier than any of the other places in my opinion really and uh i think i know somebody that you guys know that was in my class who gave me some beautiful organite and he was a he was a really great addition because at the end he said would would you guys like some healing dog on it if he didn't give us some great energy? <laughs> he, it was really fun. So, uh, yeah, go there if you can and stay. The rooms are, are pretty small and it was really hot that day. And that that place was hot. So I don't know if their air conditioning just wasn't working. But uh, my publisher booked me a room in that hotel, but it was going to be downstairs. And then she changed it to a place where they were staying. And she said she kept knowing that I was not supposed to stay there. Well, once I got there, I understood because it was really, really hot. I would have just, I would have croaked. So she's quite a psychic too. <laughs> but we were there for, um, we were there for pirate days. And that was the first time I ever got to sell my book to people just going by. So they would come by and look at all the books, look at my book, and I'd give them a little off-the-cuff reading or whatever. It was really fun. I'm going to interrupt again because Dolly has another question in chat. Please, are the ghost spirits who don't realize they are dead and haven't moved on, do they just refuse to move on knowing they are dead? 
Well, if you're going to a building like the Tokeland Hotel um, that's known to have a haunted presence or, or many, that's not a situation where you would want to ask them if they'd like to move on because that's just not done. We were there for um, understanding what it feels like to be in the presence of the deceased. So that's why people come there. But if you go to a home, say a home or business, and the deceased that are there are causing a ruckus, which do happen, that does happen, um, you can chat with them. And the very first thing I say to them, if I'm chatting and I know it's okay to make the offer, is you are deceased. And that's a great opening statement because then you find out if they like that idea or not and if they're ready to move on. And then you can assist. I'm a psychopomp or a person that can help people cross the other side. And I have a way that... I was, I don't know how I ever was shown to do that. It was maybe just the holy ones. And uh, away they go if they're ready. Um, but we honor the no every time because it's not up to us. So what if one of us wasn't interested in moving on because we were stuck in some way? So sometimes they're stuck reanimating what they did in that building. Say it's a, say it's a shop. Maybe they continue to do their job right there and they wonder why these people are here in my place. You know, um, maybe they had a, a traumatic event and most always they do. And so it's an opportunity to say, uh, I am here in love. Would you would you want to go home? And we could if you're ready, but you have to honor the no. And many times I'm a garage sailor. Many times I'll go to a home and I'll see that spirit and they want nothing to do with any of that. And so you just say thank you and move on because it's not our job to say because one of the, these days will be a spirit. And who wants somebody coming in there and saying, you know, roll the ball or yell back or say something. Show me you're there. All that kind of hocus. I don't I don't care for that. I like to be respectful. And then only then will the you know, chat with us. If that makes sense. <laughs> Yes, I think so. Now she's asking, what do they do while it's dead and hanging around? <laughs> well, some of them are doing their job. And some of them are there because they have some big emotions. So if you can imagine, if let's just say that that soul's been in that house for 100 years, let's just say. And they decide on the day that you go there that, doggone it, this is the day I'm going to pass. I'm going to go over the rainbow bridge. Okay. It's like a second because time is not real. So... It's not like, oh, gosh, they've been there for 100 years. What do they do? It's not like that because time is not exactly what we think it is. Does that make sense? That's a great way of explaining it. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're out or, you know, we can easily say, well, they're out of time. Not like yes. out of it ran out. Yeah, they're just not in what, what we call a space-time continuum down here if you're a physicist or scientist. No, they're just in, uh, yeah, there, there's no time at that level, so it doesn't even make sense to talk about. No, uh, uh, Nancy, um, and I'm only saying that because uh, break time probably, so. Yes, it is, and I'm going I'm to play a new thing probably for you. It's the uh, Carillion Song and Dance Ensemble, so it's just uh, three minutes and 40 seconds. Derek, you don't have to <clears throat> open your mic because you've had it open. <laughs> No, that's what everybody's saying, but that's not. I just now unmuted. So let me keep talking. It's showing that, but it's not. Are you muting the uh, microphone or are you muting Skype? Skype. That's weird. 
I wonder if you guys could hear my dogs have a cow. Oh, from I, the music? How funny. Yeah, I couldn't mute myself because I thought if I did, the computer would blow up, and I didn't want to do that, so I figured the dogs are okay. <laughs> Not to worry about any of it. I can edit. <laughs> so you're on. Go. You're live. <laughs> I am looking up here at the chat. So actually, we have another question from Dolly for Mary. Um, and she asked, do we have someone who comes to us when we die to help us move along? And do you have any uh, input on that? Yes. I can think you hear me right now, by the way? Yes. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, I believe that that is very much true. I believe our guides, our family our loved ones are there. I've seen that happen so many times. So for a personal story would be when my dad was passing uh, four years ago, uh, I would see his family out in the yard and I could see his higher bodies out of his body. And uh, as he got closer to passing, uh, same thing with my uncle too, I could see the family around the bed. So I believe that that is who people are talking to. If you've ever been around folks that are near death, I believe they are saying, what took you guys so long? Or like my mom said, I want out of this body. <laughs> um, so, yes, I believe there's people who come to find us. And then we have the chance to either go somewhere, uh, hang around. I mean, there's so many possibilities, you know, you uh, there's no hard and fast rule as what to do after you pass away, I think. No, I agree with you. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. And it's going to be the level of your understanding, of course, whether you mm -hmm. see somebody, if you've called on somebody or you want to see somebody too. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's, it's kind of like I remember a long time ago talking to the family of a young man that had passed away, and his words were, imagine my surprise when I saw Master Jesus. And evidently, he didn't believe in Master Jesus, and it made the family laugh really hard. So I think it's everybody, you know, everybody's over there. There is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or other aspects of yourself. So even if. Sure. So that means even you. So let's say, you know, all of a sudden an asteroid drops on me right now, and boom, I pop out of my vehicle, and I'm in spirit form. Well, yeah, I may perceive Mary Beckman to whatever, you know, level that is. And so, no, it makes total sense. Absolutely. When you go, I'm going to, I'm going to grab you if I went first. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> you know, oh my God. Nancy, did you have, um, cause I know I have cut you off a couple times. Did you have any questions you wanted to ask Mary or any other um, train of thoughts? You want to no, no, I'm good. I'm enjoying the show. Thank you. <laughs> Do you need me to ask her questions? <laughs> this is your show. Oh, no, um, so, <laughs> Mary, can you help describe like some of the feelings from a high energy environment? Like when you have gone to those places? Oh, like the hotel you mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, sure. Usually the way I feel is, um, pressure in my chest. Um, I feel like I'm a little funny in the mind, like a little high, like laughing gas or something, you know, like not, not being, um, I think that might be extreme focus though, because usually if I'm in one of those places, I'm focusing really hard not to miss anything. Um, so that's probably what that is. Um, 
And then just when you leave the place, your body feels so much different. That's what Tom said when uh, he went to the first place that he went with me, you know, to do an investigation. He said he'd felt like that many, many times in his life. He didn't know what it was. So he understood that he was in the presence of the deceased. Now, if you're in the presence of somebody that really has huge emotions, doesn't want you there and isn't planning on leaving anytime soon, you will feel icky, like nauseous. Nauseous is big for me. If I'm in the presence of an entity or something worse, I'll feel sick to my stomach until I release it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's all kinds of feelings that you get. Um, a high energy environment um, to the positive Oh my gosh, the it's so different. I mean, you just feel like you want to stay there. It's kind of like after sitting in the pyramid or after being in a salt room or after a really great meditation, then your body tells you everything you need to know about wanting to chase those high vibes, I think, if that answers the question. Oh, yes. Thank you for helping sure. to describe that because uh, I know for me personally, it's like, well, I guess for everyone, we can, you know, forget what those things feel like or what our body is trying to tell us unless we are put into those situations. So I remember going to uh, the concrete theater and doing like a ghost tour there. And uh, we got to walk on stage and I was standing on the stage and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling so anxious. Like, and I just sat there and I was like, oh, I'm just feeling what all the other people were feeling when they're here on stage, you know, getting ready for the play or whatever it was that they're doing. Um, And so it was it was uh, fun trying to describe it to other people that when they're not they're unsure of what you're feeling. It's like, no, I'm not making it up. I'm like, this is just what I'm perceiving right here on stage. I'm like, how can you um, like disregard that when so it, it. I guess they call it residual energy. It's all the energy that's still sitting there from all the people that have passed in that space. So, Exactly. Uh, that reminds me, um, Tom and I put on an event in Tacoma once where we had a bunch of speakers and folks came to it and it was in an old building. I can't think of the building right now, but um, there was a rumor. I don't even know how that happened. I think I might've seen the lady. So there's a deceased lady in the bathroom, in the lady's bathroom. And I remember coming out of the ladies' bathroom saying to somebody, so did you see that lady? And other people had. <laughs> and then we found out, really, there is a lady in the bathroom. It reminded me of that Harry Potter movie, you know. And, you know, remember, what was her name? Mona <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Moaning Mona or something. But, uh, yeah. So um, I love going into old buildings. Like, there's an old building in Tacoma that is an antique mall. And uh, when you go upstairs you can really feel people up there and uh usually the owners know there's lots of us people that go through you know people that have a lot of um you know sensitivity that can feel and uh i think most people have some type of skill you know everybody's empathic um not in well most you know what i would i would want to ask you guys this is another question i want to ask you guys i think people are becoming way more empathic in the last couple of years do you guys think that to be true oh yeah absolutely that's that's what i i perceived as well is definitely that or the people that um maybe didn't even understand what that meant or the term or the feelings behind it um they're expanding into it so it's, it's like you mentioned earlier too you know everybody's intuitive it's just mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, depending on how much you're actually perceiving it or using it. So, oh, yeah, yeah, a lot more of that because uh, more energy is available is how I would put it. So then those um, 
the, so we're all basically have more levels to experience. I guess that's one way of doing it. Um, yeah, a tough thing to talk about, but yeah, definitely more more people um, are are realizing they're empathic already, and then expanding into it, sort of thing. So definitely the case. And I think there is a huge chunk of people that don't know what that is, and they're feeling just upset, anxious, nervous, fearful because they're feeling other people, and they think they have giant more anxiety, or maybe they're sick. What do you think about that? No, that definitely makes sense. Oh, yeah, that's depending on your state of being, you know, your thoughts and feelings at the time, it's going to determine what you pick up on or don't pick up on. So if you're sitting around in angst, depression, sadness, energies or frequencies like that, well, you're going to, you know, like attracts like in this universe. So you're going to get similar and or the opposite. So if you're in loving, positive thoughts and feelings, you're going to perceive more of that reality. So I've been asking my higher self to show me some stuff uh, since my birthday last year. I said, show me where I'm in judgment. Show me where I'm in whatever, you know, different things. Show me how to be a more compassionate person. That was recently. And uh, I think I was trying to go through grief, big time grief, because like I was telling Nancy, I lost my whole family when my dad died. So at, I think I couldn't. And so I got sick. I got really sick for a couple weeks. And uh, my guides kept telling me it's grief, it's grief, it's grief. And I'd come into my code wall and they'd have me send myself number 12, release grief. <laughs> and I think I might have gotten it. And I think we're, we get sick when we can't release those things. And it helps us along the body and its, in its uh, amazingness, you know, helps us along a little bit. No, that, that, makes, that makes absolute sense. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm just around thinking you guys that's all i've been doing i've just been thinking <laughs> good that's what we should all do <laughs> i think that we're just going back and remembering i mean or at least i'd say i think most children are probably come in very sensitive it's mm-hmm. you know um we're just told you know at least i remember as a child like oh you shouldn't be feeling that way or just calm down you need to when it's like no i'm picking up on something i feel that this person isn't right or i feel that you know, wherever we're at, it's making me sick and just not having the language to explain whatever it is that I'm feeling. And if it's something that we can't even see, um, that the people, you know, it's just, and then, you know, we forget those feelings and then, okay, here we are as adults, like going back and remembering those things and being reintroduced to all these energies. And yeah, but I guess not everybody will choose to be open to that. No. They won't. I think the light's going to hit everybody, but there are folks that that this time it won't. You know, they won't. They won't get it one reason or another. So yeah, absolutely. But I have been feeling um, certainly the high heart flipping around in my chest lately. Has anybody felt that? Mm, How would you How would you describe that a different way? I describe it, it's higher up than your heart, and it's in between your heart and your throat, and it feels like there's a little fish in there flipping around. No, I know exactly what you're talking about, so I was waiting to see if you were maybe talking etherically, you know, perceiving maybe energy aspects of this, but no, absolutely that, that, that's it, you actually described it pretty well. You're right, just above your heart, but between your heart and throat chakra, there's that spot there, and it's, it's, what did you say, it was like fish flopping around, how funny. It is, but I think it's your high heart. 
Um, yeah. Somebody was saying the other day about um, our glands are a little, you know, kind of waking up a little bit. And um, they were talking about having congested, uh, um, con what is that in your head? Your, your not glands, what's it called in your head um, when you get congestion, sinus drip and all that? That they were, yeah, they were making the, um, the statement that maybe the uh, your glands are part of what's being worked, you know, uh, what's what's being upgraded now, and so I really have had that impact in my head for quite some time, and it was just an odd way of thinking about it because I keep thinking about how am I going to release that, and somebody was saying I wonder if that's there for a reason, if that's happening for a reason, so I don't know, just throwing that out there. There's just so many odd physical symptoms lately. It's fun to. It's fun to see what your body's going to do next. <laughs> At least that's how I get through it. <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. It's not, yeah, you know, I, I keep terming it your etheric sign language. So pay attention to your body, the subtle energies, uh, the you know, the wisps, the subtle stuff that comes around you. Tonight's like symptoms. Oh, yeah. Oh, expand into more. Mm, that makes total sense. Yeah. And with uh, you brought up the glands and uh, well, thyroid. It it, I, for me personally, I was always affected, I guess, in my throat chakra. I could never speak, but it, it's hard still to describe whatever I'm feeling. So. Yes, and um, some of those feelings might be for your thyroid glands, might be things like humiliation, jealousy, longing, uh, overwhelm, pride, shame, shock, unworthy, and worthiness. Uh, worthlessness <laughs> i'm reading off my sheet <laughs> because yeah i mean it, it all connects together it's like your you know your your tongue connected to your throat kind of situation you have to go in there and find out okay your tooth on that one side is connected to what i mean we all fit together and it's all beautiful for to mine for energy understanding you know i'm i'm in several groups that do just that you know we put somebody up that maybe one person can't figure out and then the whole team will work on them. And it's so beautiful to heal in a team because then that, I believe, is is the way you can, if the person is up for it, open and in timing, ready to make a big adjustment, then they can. So that's kind of one of my favorite things to do recently is just work in a team assisting. Well, that's interesting. That actually ties into... Um... And I'm going to answer actually Dolly here live on the air. And that's something in chat for those listening later. Don't ever stop asking questions, Dolly. Um, they're great questions. And actually, we can all take that comment to heart, meaning don't ever stop asking questions. But we do have a, a chat line here. And so there's another question for you, Mary. Um, so she's actually asking, um, so after you've talked with a spirit who is curious slash kind, do you look or see the world through different eyes or, you know, maybe in other ways, you know, how, how have you changed after that experience or, or your levels of perception or anything? Do you have any uh, comment on that? Oh my gosh. That's my favorite thing is to hang out with people uh, that are interested in this stuff because I learn from every last person. And so also from every last spirit. And uh, it's what I think is so beautiful is when you have the opportunity to assist with mediumship, if somebody's just lost somebody and they they need to hear that their person is still available, the person has not completely left them um, to hear those words of love. I mean, I, I that's that's how we learn to be compassionate, because 
we have to be so compassionate uh, for that broken person that is sitting in front of us, that they're coming and trusting us to be able to bring through their loved one for the other side. And that's where I feel uh, like I really want to do a good job. I don't want to mess this up because this is a big deal for people to be able to feel their loved one. So, yeah, I, I learn from those folks all the time, especially folks that went out in a really hard way or maybe were really ill or they died, you know, could be suddenly. I mean, everybody has a story to tell. So, yeah, absolutely. With every person and every story, I feel like I learned something. I mean, it might be 20 years I had this job, but I, I learned something every day. I mean, I remember it occurred to me. Now, you guys are all over this. I know you already figured this out, but I didn't. <laughs> so I was just thinking the other day, people are talking about uh, right now we're in that truth moment. You know, what's the truth? And the truth is going to come out. We've been hearing that for years. All oh, the truth is going to come out. And a lot of people were really paying attention to are we going are we going to see the spaceship with the naked eye? Are we going to hear a bunch of politicians suddenly say, you know what? I was wrong. Boy, did I lie about that. And then I realized that right now it's more us. We're going to learn the truth about us. <laughs> it's always us. <laughs> yeah, it's not what you expect usually. And and actually, on comment on what you were just saying there, everybody's expecting to just well, sign in the ET thing, the UFO. Um, well, those have always been here. They're here right now. They're all around. So it's up to each person to choose you know, get it right in your head, realize that it's something, and then that's how it'll start happening. So if somebody wanted to see some UFO, well, first of all, realize they're even a thing, and that it's possible, and that they're already here, then you don't have to wait for some news announcer, or government official to, to give you some disclosure announcement. So, you know, often people are sitting around waiting for that, well, then keep waiting, um, you know, but you don't have to. Get out yeah. and explore. Yeah. Oh, no, you can perceive those things on a daily basis if you wanted to. Exactly. And you know, that statement on the air, on the front of Newsweek, that's the one I'm not going to believe as much as I'm going to believe. <laughs> I can see them go over and I can feel the energy. And I mean, I have that picture. I think I've showed you guys about the, um, the, um, the spaceship standing next to me. Mm -hmm. And um, that was probably one of the biggest lessons I ever had in my life, which was, I was perceiving rainbow color out of my left eye while standing in a dark field one night this summer. And I kept seeing it, seeing it, seeing it. I kept putting it off, putting it off. And finally, I said to my friend who was shooting the other way, I said, can you aim your camera over here and see if there's anything? And this picture turned out to be a giant orb, or that's what we thought it was. Then we recognized you can actually see my guide's face in it. Then we actually recognized that's, that was a ship. So I have this incredibly beautiful picture of me standing next to a ship. So I've shown people that, and they can't explain it. Uh, I don't know if they believe it. They can't explain it, but I'll tell you how it made my body feel. It felt like I had my hand on a battery, and I was just going, and lucky, lucky enough, there was a lady next to me. And I said, come over here, feel that. She could feel it, too, and she could sense it. So you're going to perceive in one way or another, you're going to feel it, you're going to know it, you're going to see it, whatever. Everybody has so many different skills, but that that's a, that's a photo. You can't deny that is a something going on there. It was awesome. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and then when you're, so a little add on is when we're perceiving, um, let's say another entity, I don't know if it was a, a guide, a galactic, an ET or, or wherever we, um, 
you know, imagine them coming from sort of thing, you can perceive that entity, but then maybe think about, well, wait, that, that entity or spirit or individual you're communicating with or perceiving is somewhere as well. They're not just floating down and or around in the ethers. I mean, we can perceive it like that, but then you've limited your perspective to that entity or individual where what you're actually looking to is you can expand and then all of a sudden pick up on where they're at. Maybe it's in a ship or somewhere, or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, in a forest realm or whatever. So often we don't think of that. We just pick up on the, the personality or the ego aspect of the entity and just perceive them. So like in my case, I talked really about a Sasquatch popping in the room. Well, he's not just literally floating around in this room. He's, he's in his own level of reality. And it's kind of a, a, a meeting in the middle and depending on the perceivers, perceivers level of perception, meaning open up to more in the visuals and the feelings, you're going to perceive the reality too. Again, a spaceship or a forest environment or, or whatever, or other entities around there. Yeah. And how it comes in too, like um, you're saying earlier about how you, if you got like a sick feeling in your stomach and it's like, well, that comes to me too, but sometimes it also comes in smells. Mm-hmm. Like, and they'll be somewhere and it's like, oh, why am I suddenly smell of vomit? And it's like, oh, this, yeah, <laughs> not good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've been more smell associated. But that night that we were standing in that dark field, that was a very active location in Eugene, Oregon, that we didn't think we just thought we were going to see ships because my friend takes ship pictures and pictures of of. Uh, everything all night you know she's up all night taking pictures and we just thought we were going to see a little bit of everything but boy that area was really active so it was awesome to be able to show our brand new friend uh all the everything that's around her at all times because my friend's photos show all the all the realms and so there were elementals and angels and beings of all type and throughout our whole trip we had pictures every night of who was all around us it was really beautiful yeah, that's that's really cool when you can see some kind of, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll say physical manifestation, be it a photo or an object or whatever. I think it can be a feeling for the physical level, but uh, you were picking up on all of those, and, and so is that new friend of yours, so that's awesome. And that stuff's around us all the time. You, you're not separate. We know that, so. Yeah, I don't uh, think she was quite ready for that, but she got a big dose of it. We, um, She saw me um, doing a a phone reading that morning and using my pendulum. And so by that night, she came over to talk to us and she probably spent six hours hanging out with us. And and we've been um, social media friends now. And um, it was just great to meet her. And we met people everywhere we camped and every every place we stayed giving readings or doing something for them. Um, It was beautiful. Uh, What do you guys think makes a high energy environment? Like we can, I mean, Mystical Wares has so many crystals and Shungite that help um, create this environment. But so where you were at in Eugene, Oregon, what do you think created the high energy environment there? Probably whoever lived in that space and uh, maybe, uh, you know, whatever that space was for years and years ago, because there was a lot of um, elemental activity. So. Um, that was what we we saw over and over again, especially as we got closer to Sedona and when we were in Mount Shasta and when we were traveling in the places that have, you know, energy vortexes and all kinds of activity. 
Um, it's whatever was there before you, <laughs> whoever's living on there now. I mean, you can go to newer places and depends on who's ever around is awesome energy too. Um, and also the huge mountains and all the, the beautiful trees and all that kind of stuff that really lifts my energy to just to be outside. I mean, that's good for everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. When you say lifting your energy, um, it, and that's why getting out of nature is so important or even, um, and I'm not talking about just physical realms here, but you can even get in a salt bath and expand your energy. So you've removed restricted layers or, um, you know, we call it heavy energies or feelings or thoughts, things like that. But um, yeah, you can expand from there out into to more energies. And again, it's not just a, a, so you don't have to run out into a big field and do it. You can do it again in your, your quiet bathroom in a salt bath, just expand. And then you'll, you'll perceive more of your reality too. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all. And also going to beaches is a good idea. So when you're talking about, like just was asking about what maybe energy is in that environment. Well, one form of energy on the 3d is, you know, what we call electrons. So being in a high electron environment, you know, around, uh, well, beaches, salt water, again, the salt baths or, you know, around trees, which are very earthing and grounding, um, well, entities, well, then you can, you know, perceive more when the energy is moving there. So um, it's like kind of get an environment and open up, uh, given your etheric etch-a-sketch, uh, the ability to, you know, maybe clear itself and then open up for more. So, yeah, and again, your inside energies matter too, your thoughts and feelings, why you're in those environments. So if you were like on a road trip and hitting all these hot spots, um, you might have been well charged, energetically charged. You're excited. You're uh, awaiting to go to a hot spot and then you go to where it's already alive and active with a lot of energy. You're, I don't know, it just kind of adds to energy grid. <laughs> well, that was what I was hoping was going to happen. I was hoping things were going to go down that way, but very early on we found out, no, <laughs> you're not going vacation to stand in the hot spots you're actually going to be helping so we were doing a we had kind of a mission that we uh that i can't talk about yet it's going to be part of my new book and it's not in my my brain yet i haven't sorted it all out and uh those i'm working with we we've decided to not say much about what we were doing but we were doing something um that was important uh to to assist not just the people we were meeting but people who had passed away and so we would go to these places and we would actually, we would actually assist. So some places we went to had very, very low energy. And if you can imagine that we were doing something sort of like in a group, if you can feature it without me saying too much about it, um, there, there was some negative stuff that had to be cleared off. And my guide said very early and through higher self and through other people's channeling, they said, um, you are going to have to do a series of, of stuff every day throughout the day to release and to clear. And um, you are going to watch the signs. And so we watched the signs every day and paid close attention. It really helped me for after I got home too. I watch the signs all the time. I'm sure you guys all do too. But we had to watch mile markers and weather and art and who would talk to us and why were people coming up to us. And it was all a little map. It was beautiful. Hmm. that's not yeah and you never know what to expect when you do things like that either so be open no. to everything mm -hmm. yeah, yeah just be open and have fun because and, and we had fun no matter what i mean melanie would only let me eat certain stuff <laughs> she was trying to get me to clear my diet and i did too it was great <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Now that can have an effect, of course. And we all know that just like, you know, our diet, just like our thoughts and feelings, all, all are part of the, uh, the overall recipe on how we connect. Well, that makes sense. Is there anything we haven't asked you, Mary, that maybe you want to chat about? So I'd like to open up like that and see if there's or a, a topic or maybe something else in your book that, that we didn't touch on. Um, what I wanted to ask about earlier that uh, I still do. Um, the last time I saw you, Derek, I had just had my aspects come in and since then have learned to see them and work with them a little bit. And, um, you know, there's this notion of walk-ins and aspects and soul coming in 100% and all that. What do you guys think about that occurring these days? Uh, that's interesting. Just as you started speaking about that, um, if you were sitting in here in our office where I'm at, you just see me turn my head to the right and I started perceiving. So basically, um, we'll just call it a little video in the ethers there turned on with a bunch of views. And there are about seven or eight of you. And don't nobody. So listening. Uh, I don't want somebody to think, well, there's only seven or eight of you. No, I'm just telling you that's what just stepped in there. And you actually started handing um, articles of clothing to yourself. So to Dawn or so that'd be like the integrating aspects of yourself. Um, so you're doing it. And what they were basically giving me the impression just now when, when you were mentioning that was that you are still doing it. And by the way, we can all another way of understanding this is to maybe. So I did it this way. Here's an example. I perceived another aspect of myself um we'll just call it a whole dr strange figure you know the the marvel um you know person on tv and movies and whatnot so once you do that then you can imagine and in this case for those that don't know just think a, a wizard like individual uh and i think he has a, a cape on him or something like that um so then you can imagine donning that outfit or garb clothing and then in your imagination, that's your your psychic aspect. And then just by having that thought process or feeling, you actually step into those energies or levels of perception, and they're heightened. That's why it makes sense for somebody to imagine themselves if they're physically healing themselves in the whole buckyball shape, or if they're activating chakras, maybe in a Merkaba or something like that, because it draws your attention or energy in the Merkaba shape. Let's do that one off of your body to these little points, the tips of a star, or it's two inverted pyramids, um, off there. So by drawing your intention out there, the energies move out there, and then more happens on those chakras. What I'm getting at here is the chakras, of course, off your body. You don't have just the seven that we think we have. There's more off of you. So if you imagine yourself in those Merkaba shapes, that's where the energy flows, and you become more activated, and you perceive more. Um, so that's why it maybe behooves somebody to... Um, do as we were just terminating a moment ago, integrating aspects of yourself. Or when I glanced over, I saw, and yet basically there's about, again, that six, seven, eight of you, I'm not saying you're counting them, just grabbing these, um, these outfits, we'll call it. So maybe one's a healer outfit. So you can think doctor um, clothing, you know, the scrubs or whatever, or the, the wizardry outfit. And if you just go through those thought processes of, of putting on that clothing or energy, you will integrate more aspects of yourself. Um, so yeah, your memory, your imagination is real. So that's what's happening. And then when I look at you for, but um, I got to term it a different way. Cause I was going to say, you're getting larger, Mary, but that doesn't come across right here in 3d. You're expanding energetically. So your, your auric field, when I'm sitting here perceiving you, so I can see a little, you kind of like Russian nesting dolls. If somebody knows what those are little dolls, it starts small and you can put them inside of each other. Um, and then, you know, they kind of break out from there. So that's what you're doing over here for me. You're showing that you're 
as you integrate these other aspects of yourself, you now have options of um, uh, perceiving your reality from that. So what I'm saying is when I perceive, when I realized I had a Dr. Strange version of myself, I imagined integrating it. And then all of a sudden here in 3D, the woohoo metaphysical abilities became enhanced because I stepped more into that role. And it wasn't something I learned here at some mystery school or again, stroke yoga pose, whatever yoga poses are. Um, I had the understanding or thought, the imagination aspect, and then you'll actually integrate that into yourself as well. You know, you can call it fake it till you make it lots of ways of describing it, but it is all real. So no, you're, you're expanding um, or upgrading just like we all are. Um, you know, you're doing it in a big steps. I'll say you're like one of those individuals that are, you know, approach a, a stairwell, uh, say a hundred steps where you're, you're jumping them like four or five at a time. You got places to go, things to do. Um, but yeah. And, and there's no race by the way. So we're all doing it on different levels. Um, yeah. We're all just sort of doing it. You know, it's not like we have to worry about it, it just sort of happens. But um, you know what, uh, the way you described it there, I think probably one of the aspects that I knew a long time ago uh, is one, if we go to a, you know, when I do, um, healing not on this earth let's just say um other people will be able to feel me on their body in real time and this aspect of mine on the other end of the body so i already was doing it with one but i haven't been doing it with all of them except for just recently so it's really just interesting and i'm sure glad i got to be here because i wouldn't want to have missed this i can't wait to see how it's all going to turn out yeah, well, we're still all writing that, so there's no yeah. step on that one. And I'll give you an add-on here real quickly, is that um, let's say you have these these outfits or aspects of yourself. You don't have to just be one of them. You can put on the the doctor aspect and the the metaphysical one and this. And, and I know you know this. I'm just speaking for the, the larger audience so that we all you know can maybe hear it a different way. But, yeah, it can be multiples. You don't have to limit yourself to one understanding. Exactly, and, and the, the way the – that I understood it the other day by talking to, I don't know how I got this, but it could have even been one of the, some of the aspect of my higher self. They said, it's just like going through puberty, having a baby or passing your body just does it. So we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It just happens. Just don't fight it. The more struggle, you know, the whole quicksand yeah. thing, I'm struggling or being in the deep end of the pool. You don't even have to know how to swim. If you're in water over your head, you just need to relax, breathe, and you'll become buoyant and just kind of pop. And that's just straight up 3D stuff as well. So I'm being literal, but also etherically. Just relax, go with the flow, and it'll even out. Uh, Mary, we uh, Dolly has a question for you. She's in chat. Uh, she asks, have you ever met a walk-in? Did they know that they were a walk-in? Do they feel leftovers from the person that they walked into? Um, I know a few walk-ins, yes. Um they were surprised <laughs> um, and now they're that person and had to learn to kind of be that person. Um, as far as what I was captivated about recently is there's a, there's a, um, a teacher I listened to and he said a long time ago, we were going to have uh, walk-ins and I, I didn't think I would ever have anything like that. And then I experienced one day being different than the other day and knowing something happened. And I didn't get that it was walk-in. I got it was aspects. And then doggone it, if the next time I listened to him, he talked about, okay, so here are the possibilities. There are several kinds of 
walk-ins that are coming in right now and aspects. And I thought, oh, hot damn, I'm on, I'm on time, you know? And so what, uh, so I guess it's also about the elders coming to assist, coming back for now from this person's perspective. I kind of think that's true from just what I've seen. Um, but the people that like a long time ago had a walk-in, um, they had made some sort of an agreement with a different soul and are now a, a different person. So they had to get used to who they are. So do they remember? I think it might be maybe different people knowing different things. I mean, the human being is so interesting and so much more than we know on the surface. And so I bet it probably feels different to different people. But yeah, I know people that believe that that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's just got me thinking, well, what about people with amnesia? Oh, like I got conked on my head and I can't remember who I am? Yep. Well, that could be a vehicle or is that, could it also be something along or probably both? Well, I don't know the mechanism of why I just know that or, you know, how it's going to make the body, what happens in the body. But I know in the spirit, in the soul, you decide uh, you are not willing to go on any further and you wish to change. Or another one is, you know, wishing to come in. Somehow you make a deal. You strike a deal. <laughs> and somehow it's a switch out. So believe me, when I get on the other side, I got questions, man. But of course, we're more <laughs> we remember all this stuff, hopefully. And just like Derek is saying, it really is. A, it's a walk to remember who the heck we are. We already know this. So I don't know if you guys probably have had this way, way before me. But it twigged to me, you know, one of, one of the years, it twigged to me. Doggone it. I knew that. And I was, I, I don't know why I was waiting for one of the biggies to come out and say, oh, no, it's this. Well, we all know a little salting of all of this. And I can just tell you, we all don't know everything. <laughs> There's not like one person on earth that knows everything and know how this ascension is going to happen. And if they say they do, I think that's a little ego. We don't we don't know how it's all going to go. We've all got our hopes and dreams. And I just think we ought to be happy we're here seeing it happen. You know, I am. I'm excited. I can't wait to see how it's going to happen. What's going to happen, you know? But it really is being built as we walk forward because people are talking, oh, we're in 5D, Earth's in 5D, we're in 5D. I would have to say and beyond. And as we walk forward, we build it. So if we're thinking about how life used to be and let's get back to normal and what is the new normal and yada, 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 we're kind of missing what we could be walking forward and making because manifestation is instantaneous these days. So, get you know, let's get with it, I say. No, that's a good point. Um, and I'd, I'd add on to that, that often some people uh, perceive it as like, let's say that 5D comment, 60, 70, and go up from there, whatever, that it's something coming in. And that doesn't even make logical sense. It's something here. It's something you expand into. So I get asked that as well. Well, what date on the calendar? I'm like, what do you even mean? Calendar? What calendar? Hold your breath and that being accurate anyway. And then time well, talk to a physicist, they'll tell you time doesn't exist either. So why are we all then choosing to limit ourselves from make believe or, you know, limitations of time and something coming? No. So we choose our, our, our understandings carefully and we realize it's all here. We just have to put it right together in our head. And I'd suggest it. And to be blunt in our terms down here, it's all a head game. And that's true. So get in your head. Use your imagination and feelings and expand into what's already there. 
there's nothing to come or a, a date off the Western calendar. I mean, again, none of that even makes sense when people get stuck on the, and I've heard so many dates in, in this lifetime of mine from 2012 to who knows when that date passes and the, you know, the 400 ET ships don't show up and take away whomever or the big light turns, whatever the story is, um, then it's, you know, kind of disheartening to some. So that's why I'd suggest um, it is all here already. It's just for us to tune into it and step into it. So there's there's no race. Uh, there's not a time limit. You don't have to reach, you know, I'm going to make fun of it. Psychic level five by the time you're 40 or dimension <laughs> this, yeah, or anything like that or whatever. No, 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 no. Just expand um, at your own rate. Um, it's not a linear thing. And nobody on the show is suggesting that anyway, but that's often how we perceive it is this step, that step. And this one, you know, no, just. It's a puzzle and you don't have to start on the edge, start all over the place. But when you're putting your, in this analogy of a thousand piece puzzle together to get a, an understanding of your reality, again, realize that you may have some puzzle pieces in the wrong spot. So be open to, oh, wait, that puzzle piece is upside down is why it fit in that spot. So then maybe, you know, look at your, your thoughts or things you believed in this reality and be open for, um, you know, a change of beliefs, if that's something you realize and then hang on because all of a sudden keep checking out your reality, perceiving it, getting those puzzle pieces together. All of a sudden you're going to have those aha moments or epiphanies where you're going to have big sections of the puzzle or this reality connecting. And now you're going to get, Oh, well, wait a minute. I wasn't building a, this isn't a puzzle of this out of the other. It's, you know, something else. So um, yeah, the bigger, aspect I'd say is be willing to, um, again, realize that maybe somebody convinced you or you accidentally, for whatever reason, put a puzzle piece, a piece of understanding or knowledge in the wrong spot. So, you know, be willing to expand past that. Um, so I hope that made some sense uh, on what I was trying to get across there. Yeah, it really did. And um, I'm just loving uh, the triggers that are coming up right now for people. I'm loving that. I'm loving my triggers. Not not when I'm sitting in them, maybe. <laughs> but if you can take your trigger and trace it back to when you got it for the first time and find out why did that hurt so bad or why does it, you know, why does that keep coming up or whatever, you know, and distill it down to the essence of what's bothering you. I mean, that's fascinating. I'm I'm loving that. And I'm sure you guys heard that big explosion for over here in Tacoma when Tom and I had a trigger on the same day. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> Because he wants to do something that I will never do in my entire life. You can all probably figure what that is. And uh, I must allow, I must step back and allow him his his needs. I must do that. I must learn. Because in this lifetime, he must step up. I must chill out. So that's that's was tough for a minute until I recognized where did that trigger come from. I went back to find out, oh, okay, nobody listened to me when I was a little kid. It just wasn't done. <laughs> and, you know, it's just it's fascinating to learn how why you are who you are. And, and I'm loving where I'm finding those funky puzzle pieces. And I'll bet you there's a lot more I'm going to find this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, see, being a, that's that's it. Just realize they're there and there's something that can be and then they are. And then, again, that's that whole comment. If once you have a Prius or whatever car, you're going to start seeing more of those on the road sort of thing because it's in your understanding, your energy. That's just the way it works. So, yeah, I mean, to get this metaphysical or these metaphysical understandings or ideas 
into your thoughts more. And then all of a sudden, again, that's how it's, you're going to start perceiving them. You're going to, so sit around, listen to some podcasts on subtle energies or, or entities or spirits and ghosts, whatever you want to call it. And then, yep, all of a sudden you're going to start perceiving more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just something to think about um, for, for everybody listening. And that's for all of us. I haven't reached any, you know, magical goal or this, that, or the, you know, the end of anything. We're all continually expanding um, and we all have something to learn from each other. So. Yeah. That's where the fun is. Mm-hmm. And Dolly had another question. Um, would you ever become a walk-in? Me? Yeah. If you I'm trying to do my best to walk out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm loving Dolly. I love these questions. Um, would I ever be one? Well, I, I'm really excited all the time. Even when I'm having a bad day, I'm really excited to understand stuff because I came in as an Aquarius. We love to learn. You know, we love to mess with ourselves all day long, you know, and figure stuff out. And so I think um, this job that I have right now, you know, it's it's certainly not a full-time job. It's it's not my hobby, but I have to go take a nap a lot, but I'm doing the best I can. And I really like this one. So if I didn't want to be here and I couldn't, take my own life the um the walk-in may come but i i've gone through some really dark times absolutely and was successful at not taking my life three times because i i went through some hell and i have to say i've never really met anybody who didn't seriously there's i really don't know anybody who didn't have really dark hard times and so to be here right now i don't want to leave this so i have no reason for a walk-in um i thought my aspects were in but i don't think they are i think it's more of a process than i knew it was and i have no problem to say i might have been wrong in assessing it in the situation before i mean what you know i think people ought to be able to say i'm wrong and i don't know because <laughs> i don't i don't know is a freeing thing and just not to judge myself so i don't think i'm going to get a walk-in i just wouldn't think I think coming from the the aspect of knowing that you don't know everything, that's a much better place to be because then you have that much more to learn and expand into. So the heck with thinking we know it all. That's that's the boring part. Exactly. And I think every once in a while we might have thought we knew something, but this life, you know, quickly disabused that thought. You you don't know a thing. And it's more exciting not to know anything, actually. I'd much rather be uh, learning all the time, you know, I, that's more fun in my humble opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. And we're remembering, which is often what we're doing down here. Anyway, we're just yeah. here to remind each other. Yeah. Just like, you know, we're remembering each other and maybe describing things differently um, and then stepping into that. So you know, we're all teachers and we're all learners at the same time. So Dolly had another question. If you communicate with different galactic beings like our popcorn watchers and can Nancy or Derek explain the popcorn watchers again? That was uh, the audience for Nancy. Are you there? Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, Derek was the one that said it, you know, that when we do these shows, there are etheric or, or not so much galactic. I think he used the term galactic um, listening sh- uh, parties where they actually sit down and listen to these shows. And, I told that to Dolly, and she decided to call them the popcorn crew because when she focused in on it, she saw them all eating popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh yeah, that's funny. Oh yeah, I mean it's. Um, I don't have a good analogy for that, but that's absolutely the, the way it is. Of course, everybody here listening knows that because it's not like we get on these podcasts or um, even if you're not on the podcast, because I know, you know, Dolly's probably at home listening kind of thing and along similar to other people. Well, it's not like you're, you've separated yourself from your higher self or your, again, you can term them spirit guides, guardians, angels, galactics, whatever, but the etheric beings or the ones out of your physical perception level right now. Um, oh no, they're still around you, checking it out, listening. I mean, wouldn't you, if on this this time frame again, space time continuum, this lifetime, this existence, um, that let's say you had a friend that chose a body, a life, and you decided to hang out as one of their spirit guides is the term I use. Well, I mean, what like you're going to run away when they're they're jumping on these things? No, you're hanging out. It's you're going you're gonna to expand with them and just see what's going on. So, oh, yeah, they're here taking part. And we're, how do you think we're getting all these um, intuitive, uh, you know, triggers or the subtle energies that, that many of us are feeling when certain comments? So maybe we talked about the fairies earlier an hour ago, and all of a sudden somebody got some tingling around them. Well, that all ties into those realms. So maybe, yeah, the little fairy entities around you got all excited and that energy crossed over into what we call the physical level and you felt it, you perceived it. Um, and that's what happens. I, I was sitting here and when, when Mary was talking about, um, I don't remember the exact terms we went into, but basically other aspects. And I was talking about clothing. Well, all of a sudden out of nowhere, and I didn't consciously choose to have the vision um, jump into my perception level here. It just showed, I just kind of, Oh, there's a little movie playing. So I started watching it and that's when I came in, Telling you, Mary, about, oh, I see these other seven or eight aspects of yourself. You know, I didn't sit here and it just, so what I'm saying is be open to it just turning on, you know, um, happening. And that's sometimes our invisible friends, you know, invisible to our 3D eyes, our physical eyes, but not your third eye. So be open to perceiving those around you with your imagination eyes. Uh, And then they'll come in and all of a sudden you'll feel it as well. Well, I guarantee you didn't use your imagination. It's just, well, technically your imagination is real if you really want to look at it that way. Um, but yeah, be open to that. And the, the popcorn uh, watchers are always around. You're not alone. Again, would you leave your, what I'll jokingly call your pet human if, if all of a sudden you agreed to come into this reality and experience it together? One from in a vehicle, the body, and maybe one from out, outside of it. Um, and we flip-flop and do this different ways. Um, but yeah, they're always with us. The popcorn watch is checking us out. I love that term, Dolly, by the way. That's funny. Um, I'm reading in here, too. And uh, you know, we should have just had Dolly on the air with us, Nancy, because she's, <laughs> she's coming up with so many great questions. I'm like, well, heck, she is. She's a she's co-hosting this show. Um, I was thinking then, about that. You know, I'm, she used to have her own show, and I'm going like, good Lord, she just wants to be the interviewer on this. Apparently, you really... <laughs> You know, you're special because she mostly just listens, but she's like engaged. She wants to talk to you, so she's doing it, and and, and in the in the process, teaching us a lot. And uh, we've just got three minutes here. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm gonna actually real quick to myself first is just you know thank Mary for being here, Mary and Tom both for helping manifest this latest. Um, I'll just call it a guide, but we're talking about the book, The Art of Your Energy, again by Mary Beckman. Um, and, you know, definitely a great handbook to have and, and glean a larger perspective of your, of your reality from. So thank you for being here, Mary. And Mary, by the way, um, for everybody listening, you know, type. So you spell the name M-A-R-I-B-E-C-K-M-A-N. 
And I hope you have a lot of time on your hands, everybody. So if you take the time and put her name into YouTube or Google or any other place, you're going to find so many interviews and lots of information well worth hearing and experiencing. Um, you know, I'd suggest you do that if, if you're led to do such. Now, do you have the link to the book in your store? I'm assuming it's online, too. Um, it's well, it's she's she, it's available as Mary mentioned earlier on Amazon and Walmart.com, other places here physically in Mystical Wares. Um, we don't have the the volume or supply at this time to make them available online and or shipping um, availability. It's a whole packaging thing, but um, but yeah, you can get it. Like did Mary she, mentioned, did she on say it. Amazon? Um, yeah, yeah Mary, probably. Okay, yeah. okay, so Go it's ahead, on Mary. Amazon. I hate to send anybody there, but. You know, if you've got Prime, you'll get it, you know, quickly. Yeah, people can get it from me, too. I, I had some. And um, tempor- I'm hoping temporarily it went up in cost, which surprised the publisher a ton. It, it's had a couple little things go on that have been weird, but this is a weird year. So hopefully it'll come back down to a more different price. But at this moment, it's $20, but I can ship them out, too. And uh, I have, you know, I have a little box full of them and. Uh, yeah, so I just really thank all of you guys for having me on because it was really fun. And we can we can contact you through the website, your website. Do you have a store there, or is it just contacting you and saying, um, you know, how did they um, get it from you? My website really just talks about what I do, and then it talks about a um, I'm going to be a um, I'm going to be the medium on a a trip to Spain next year. So it talks about that and it talks about my book just a little bit. Um, but I always have people just text me. It's a lot easier. So if people okay. text me, help them. However. Okay. Derek, you have to sign off here. Thank you, yep. Marie, yep. Mary. It was just amazing. I mean, very, I want to look at that book. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Nancy and Derek and all the listeners. You have been listening to Metaphysical Perspectives, brought to you by MysticalWares.com and produced by CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.